0: Hey, Reach Paramount. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our midweek service with Omar Lopez Jr. in a message entitled "Jesus Above Everything." Enjoy this message. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. Oh, well, thank you, everyone. All right. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. All right. You can uh, you can take your seats. Thank you very much. It's good to receive love and appreciation. It is good, man. So awesome to be here tonight, isn't? Isn't the Lord good? Isn't God good? He's He's in the room, in the worship. We're just giving the Lord space to work in our hearts as we honor Him, as we as give Him glory. Man, I'm so so awesome to be here tonight and to share a word with you. Um, Man, I just you know I don't take it lightly that that I'm up here on the stage. So I appreciate our pastors. Um, especially, yeah, yeah. thank yeah, let's give yeah, really, we have some of, the, we have the best pastors in the world, honestly, we do, we do, um, but I have a, uh, I have a message tonight, and, you know, sometimes we can, we can go wide, and we can go deep, and those are really good, they, you know, they blow your mind, like the, the mind-blown emoji, and those are all cool, I appreciate them. I love them, they hit you right in the gut, but then I, I also like, and the thing about those is they're, they're good, but then what do you do with some of that, right? How do you apply it? And so I like to go simple and practical, uh, something that you can walk away with tonight and say, okay, I, I get it, I get what he's talking about, I can make a, a change, I can make a shift in my own life, and so those are the messages I like, um, maybe because I have that tonight. Um, but I'm going to talk about Jesus doesn't get any more simple than that. Um, doesn't get truer than Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus over everything. Jesus over everything. Um, when it comes down to it, you know, we've got a lot that we can talk about in, uh, in our personal relationships, um, how, how we treat our family, how we, um, how, how we have integrity and all those things and we need to talk about it we need to discuss it how do how do we live a godly life how do we have a godly family those are all good things but then at the end of the day it's all about jesus it's all about jesus and so um I didn't realize, well, I, I mean, I did realize, but I didn't, as I was putting it together, it's, it's Passion Week, so we're talking about Good Friday, this Friday, then Easter Sunday, and of course it's always, it's all about Jesus, and so um, I just feel like it's cool that it lines up that way. Um, but let me just say that the entire gospel is about Jesus. Scripture in the Old Testament foretells about Jesus, it points to Jesus. All of it is summed up in Jesus. And I want, I want to get into that. Um, but I want you, at the end, after this message, I want you to evaluate yourself in regards to your disposition with the Lord. I, I want to talk about a, re, a, a kind of returning back to making Jesus everything over everything else. Um, and if I'm being honest, I, I tend to come to that place again and again. Okay, Lord, I need to make you everything I need, I need to make you first in my life and you know life can get busy a lot of curveballs different different things that will come up even with ministry even um, you know working a job there, all these things are in our lives but and we can forget about Jesus as the priority um, but at the end of the day our lives must be completely about the Lord so we when we make it about him we are better it's the better way you know, Your way is—that's what we're seeing tonight. Your way is better. It is. It's the better way. So um, I'm going to read from one of my favorite books. It's in Hebrews, um, and when I like when I read Hebrews, I like to read the entire thing when I sit down. Of course, not tonight, um, but when I when I, I love Hebrews because it's it's packed full of theology about the atonement, the blood of Jesus, who Jesus is for us, and the sacrifice. It's it's filled in, with theology, and I, I love it. Uh, but i'm going to read just a few portions of scripture so uh, chapter one verses one through four then we'll go to chapter three verse one so long ago god spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets and now in these final days he has spoken to us through his son God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance, and through the Son, He created the universe. The Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God, and He sustains everything by the mighty power of His command. When He had cleansed us from our sins, He sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave Him is greater than their names. Uh, chapter 3, verse 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, so dear brothers and sisters who belong to God and are partners with those who are the, with those called to heaven, think carefully about this Jesus whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. For he was faithful to God who appointed him, just as Moses served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire house. But Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses, just as a person who built a house deserves more praise than the house itself. In verse six, but Christ as the son is in charge of god's entire house and we are god's house if we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in christ all right so let's pray but daniel you stick with me all right so lord tonight we thank you for your presence we thank you for the present we thank you for today because we can't get we're, we're only in the now and thanks for meeting us here lord i pray that our hearts and our minds would be open to what your word has to say I pray that we'd make the necessary adjustments and paradigm shifts as as we aim the direction of our life towards Jesus. Holy Spirit speak. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you, but I, I hate to admit it to myself. I feel like I'm, I'm a focused person. But I can get easily distracted. Um, man, I love to go down rabbit trails of on and the, the rabbit holes of, of YouTube. You just like i don't even you know you you're you're talking about you're you're looking up one thing and all of a sudden you end up in cat videos it just happens it just happens so like so often what becomes priority and it gets second or third place in priority um and i remember back in college um yes i did go to college but i I didn't graduate but (laughs) it's all right i'm here i'm alive um we're good um I took my first class 15 years ago. Um, anyway, back in college, um, you know, you're, you have to study. And I felt like I had a, a really good innate ability to just go to the lectures and then right before the test, a quiz, I, I got enough. I can study right before I passed. I'd do pretty well. And then when you got to your undergraduate classes, it got a little tougher. I really couldn't do it anymore. Um, I remember even um, I, I had a lot of study sessions with Rocky, and she was... Studying to become a nurse, and she had all these charts out and like flashcards about the human anatomy, all this stuff. And I just, I'm just writing a paper about the hero's journey and the Odyssey. And um, honestly, I spent more time trying to find a playlist and a soundtrack to listen to, to study, to focus, and then to actually write in the paper. Like honestly, in like a three-hour stint, I would write like three paragraphs, and then, like, what happened? How is it already ten o'clock? Um, Uh, But the point is, um, what matters and has utmost importance actually gets on the back burner because we we don't place priority in what truly matters. And so I'm here to remind you that your relationship with Jesus, if it's not cultivated, if it's not maintained, or placed at the top of your life, your heart can grow cold towards the things of God. So I want to talk about three things tonight about cultivating our relationship with Jesus. Number one, it's always about him. It's always about Jesus with the abide in the vine I'll, I'll go into that and then and the evidence of that is how we bear our fruit and so it's always about Jesus and so what I find incredible is that the father had always intended it to be about Jesus I, I went over like there's scripture in the Old Testament that points to Jesus and it's always been the plan from the beginning that Jesus would be the sacrifice like that is a plan before creation He said, the Son, you're going to sacrifice your life so that we can have communion with man once and for all. And so in Ephesians, we read this in chapter 1, verse 3. Let us give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for in our union with Christ, he has blessed us by giving us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly world. Even before the world was made, God had already chosen us to be his through our union with christ so that we would be holy and without fault before him And so our text in hebrews talks about how the father is elevating the son and then we read uh, during jesus's life he's always honoring the father and then when the holy spirit comes he's glorifying the son it's this perfect union scripture always pointed to jesus and jesus said so himself in, in john chapter 5 37 I have actually a lot of scripture. Um, and the Father who sent me has himself borne witness about me. His voice you have never heard, his form, and Jesus is talking to the Jews. His form you have never seen, and you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. It, and it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. Mm. And Paul says something similar in Ephesians 3 verse 4. As you read... As you read what I've written, and you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ, God did not reveal it to my pre- to previous generations, but now by His Spirit, He has revealed it to His holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body, and both enjoy the promises, the promise of blessings, because they belong to Christ. It's, it's amazing that uh, the prophets of old w- would write about Jesus and they didn't know who they were writing about. They, they longed to, to have the full revelation and, and then we're standing in it freely. And so as we hear about, you know, let's make Jesus everything, we hear that statement and it's true. Um, I, just, I just found it's become more real to me today, how our life needs to be centered fully on Jesus. And I have to ask myself, am I, am I putting Jesus first? Am I aligning my life with Jesus? Or am I just fumbling around? Um, you know, I f- have features, moments with Jesus. And so what I really mean by this, and, uh, and a while back Pastor Elmar had like an illustration of this and talking about compartmentalizing our lives um, and use the example of the Titanic. And um, Titanic was designed so that it has different compartments on the boat. And the, the idea was if one got filled with water, there wouldn't be any access. It's watertight, so there wouldn't be any access to the other parts. But actually, it was a design flaw because it worsened the situation when it got struck by the iceberg. It actually weighed it down. And so um, the thought is that we can't split our lives into different segments. It's Our life is one and the same. It's all a part of our lives. It's not like, oh, I have this, I have my work life. I have my hobby life. I have this section of my life. It's actually all one and the same. And so conversely, if we allow, if we only allow Jesus into the space over here, we hinder the work of the Lord to flow through our entire life. And we harden the places. And some areas where, like, we have a do not enter sign with the Lord. Like you can't touch that. But the Lord wants to flow through all of our, in our entire life. And additionally, we need to give him us wholly it's the better way. Allow Jesus in everything and through everything. Um, last month, we attended a, a leadership seminar and a really a amazing, brilliant mind from a pastor from Creative Church. and um, he's, We're there for leadership. But he was talking about balancing life and ministry and family. And, you know, it's, it's, It is pretty hard to balance a lot when you've got a lot on your plate and you're trying to, to juggle it and make it work. And he was talking about the, the concept of uh, he, he even took like a chair and you're balancing it, right? He said, when you balance something, you don't look down at where the, the pressure points me. You don't look down at what you're balancing, you actually look up. Right, that makes sense. You have to, otherwise, you don't know if it's tilting one way or the other. And so, in the same way, he said something to this effect. He said, the ability to balance something is dependent on how we look up. Not by directly looking at the weight or the pressure points, but by looking at Jesus. Because life can get hard, life can get messy, life can get tumultuous, but when we look at Jesus, everything is more clear. <laughs> life comes out of us with so much goals and opportunities, um, emergencies, but the absolute necessity of life is to pin everything on Jesus, to always look up. It is, it is Jesus in everything. We are to live in every aspect of life. So it reminded me of the scripture found in uh, Hebrews 12, 1. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And so you know we talk about, let's keep the main thing, the main thing. Well, the main thing is Jesus. The main thing is Jesus. John 10:10. 10, 10. Jesus is, is our source. Jesus is everything. He's life itself. He says, "The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and life and have it abundantly." So simply put, it's always about him. And I firmly believe that the Lord blesses us. The Lord wants to bless us. The Lord desires to bless us. When we put in Jesus first in everything, uh, we get blessed, but it's not unto the blessing. We, we give not because we're going to receive. We worship not because we're going to get the breakthrough or the healing. It is just unto him. It is just unto him. And... Although we will receive when we give, we will be blessed. We will have our, um, our needs met when we give and when we honor him. Those, that's, it's all inclusive, but it's always just unto him. And so I just want to make it clear that it's always about him. We can make, we can make the gospel, we can make uh, walking with the Lord so complicated. We can make it about sub-issues. And I'm not, again, I, at the top, I talked about different issues we can we can work through. But at the end of the day, it's all of those things are resolved when we look at Jesus. So James 2, 2-3, it says, you do not have because you have chosen not to ask. Let me say that again. You do not have because you have chosen not to ask. And when you do ask, you still... Do not get what you want because your motives are all wrong, because you continually focus on self-indulgence. Verse seven, so submit yourselves to the one true God and fight against the devil and his schemes. If you do, he will run away in failure. Come close to the one true God and he will draw close to you. Wash your hands, you have dirtied them in sin. Cleanse your heart because your mind is split down the middle your love for God on one side and selfish pursuits on the other. The fact is, it's the presence of the Lord in our lives is the end goal. Jesus is the goal. Walking with the Lord, this, this, at the end of the day, it's all about walking with the Lord. The blessings and benefits and favor of the Lord are all inclusive, um, but it's, it's, it's always about Jesus. Is this making sense? Is this making sense? Okay. Ephesians 3, verse 14 says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family is in heaven and on earth des- derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, And i pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how and long and high and deep is the love of christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of god so i've been astounded at the simplicity of the gospel the simplicity simplicity of a life with jesus it's at the core of who we are it's our it's our bond with him it's our communion with Him. Like, your time with the Lord, that's, like, that's it. Your fellowship with Him, your reading, your devotion, your setting aside time, that's it. That's how simple it is. At the end of the day, it's falling more in love with the Lord. We, we're obedience unto relationship, unto fellowship with Him. So, point two is abiding in the vine. And so we've, We've heard the statement, you are what you eat. And it's true, entirely true. Our well-being, our, our health physically, emotionally, and I, I see my mom looking at me. Um, <laughs> um, it does stem from what we put in our body. A lot of health issues, it's because of we're eating bad. It's, just, it's, it's true, and we know it, and we just want to deny it, but it's true. Um, but I, I know more so on this side of 30. Um, even even in regards to sleep, I, we were talking the other day, I, I can't get, man, if I get four or five hours, I'm, I'm like a zombie. I, I can't function. Um, but we put a, what we put in our body determines the health that we'll have. And in the same way with the Lord, as we intake the word and time and prayer in his presence, we're filled with him. I want to be filled with him. While our aim is to look toward Jesus, the cultivation of our relationship with the Lord is found in the secret place. It's in the secret place, the time that we set aside to be with the Lord. And Jesus brings it out in this way that makes sense, and um, it's in regards to abiding in the vine. And John chapter 15 says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. Excuse me. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So it is with the Lord. We are utterly dependent upon Him. Just like a branch connected to the vine. Apart from it, it dies and withers. It, it needs a source of life. It needs connection. And so, so it is when we abide in Him. We, we allow the Lord to work and to flow through every area of our life. It can't be overstated. We need to spend time with the Lord. And this is, I'm, I'm speaking to myself. I need to spend time with the Lord. If we are to have any impact on the world around us we need to be filled we are filled by spending time it's imperative so do what you need to do to make this a habit do what you do do what you need to do to make this happen so a lot of the correction i have is is out of spending time with him he's speaking to me that's the moment where like i have to submit i have to surrender i have like okay all right you're right it's it's from that time with the lord and i recently posted something on my story from from a man of god i think it was two a week or two ago week two a week or two weeks ago and he, he posted this he said often i hear people teach that life is so busy so you can just pray daily for 10 minutes it doesn't have to be long he said here's my question why are we always adjusting our secret life down to our busy life why don't we teach it the other way around He says, I I know you like that TV series, but perhaps watch it only twice a week so that you have much more time to truly know and make history with God. Adjust everything to the secret place. Put him first and watch how much his life comes into everything else. As believers, isn't isn't it our goal? To be filled with the lord to to want to please him to want to do everything that he's called us to do and yet we abandon the key we abandon the secret place i've said this before but i find that i'm most myself when i spend time in the presence i'm most myself in the presence of the lord and my desire my life's pursuit is to live from that place because if i can be honest i, I can get weird I I can, you you know I mean I mean you too right, um, you know like <laughs> you 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 abandon the secret place you abandon prayer you abandon the word you start sucking all the things around you and you start having these thoughts and it's like where did that come from and you, you're like I need it, I need to get back to that place and you come to prayer and you're like what have I been on what have I been drinking you know like. What I've been listening to? How did I, how did I end up here? How did I get here? And and when I and the Lord is so gracious and merciful, and you step back in and you're refreshed and you allow the, the your heart to be receptive to what the Lord wants to speak to us, you submit yourself to the leadership of Christ, and I'm renewed and placed back, placed back where you started. And I'm so grateful that worship and prayer facilitates that. It's like, um, like where else? Where else do you can you quiet the noise that you only intake him only intake the word it's just Jesus meditating on the word and allowing him to speak the more time you spend with him just like any relationship but especially this relationship the more you become like him John 15:8 it's The evidence of that is in how, what is produced out of our life. And so evidence is in bearing the fruit. Verse 8 says, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. So abiding in Jesus is just that, remaining in him, staying close, submitting your life to his. The natural course of things, the end result, is the outflow, outflow of bearing fruit. This is the maturity of a believer. It's The kingdom is being advanced because of you, simply because you are with Jesus. Your life will be changed simply by being with Jesus. One of the best things I enjoy of, of being a part of this church and just service after service is watching people's lives change the moment they give their lives to Him. You know, when someone repents... And responds, and then a week, two weeks, and you just start noticing an instant shift or like something happened. Something happened in them. They're like, there's joy. They're, and they're just like, I don't know who I am anymore. Like, like, honestly, if you knew me two months ago, like you wouldn't recognize this. And I, I mean, I, I see that in, uh, in Marvin. Marvin Chop is my God. I know he's on, he's on the stream audio, but he's, man. When he first came here, you just, he loves the Lord and he's so grateful. And it's amazing to see such a, such a shift in him. He's the better way. He's the better way. Matthew eleven twenty eight says this, um, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. It's just about spending time with Jesus. Just Jesus. When we give our lives to Jesus, He begins to work from the inside out. There's a change. The the selfish ambitions begin to fade away. Um, The arrogance, the pride jealousy the inner turmoil the worry the lack of self-control being anxious like all that stuff begins to fade away because our confidence is now not in us not in a flimsy old us but it's in the lord he gives us his spirit by the power of his grace we're changed this is there's there's life in his word and we start taking it in it doesn't it's alive his word is alive we take it in, He administers to us, and you just can't help but live differently. It changes the hardest of hearts. Um, two months ago we had uh, uh, the most recent baptism here, and they're amazing, they're, man, you, you start seeing the fruit of people that you remember seeing get saved at the altar, and you're like, oh, I remember that, oh yeah. Man, God's doing such a good work. And they all have their own story, and I just stand in amazement. Um, He's still working. He's still moving. And you don't have to search far to find him. He's nearer than you know. He's nearer than you know. He's still working. He's still moving. If you're here tonight, he can change your life. He's the better way. Uh, Pastor Rob in in the RBI recently talked about um, three different stages of, of our life. Uh, in regards to salvation we're we're justified when we we receive um the grace of god in our life when we're changed we're justified we're made right with the lord and then today we're being sanctified we're being made like him from the inside out this is where we're at this is what we're working with this is what we're in our cooperation with the holy spirit that we're being sanctified today and then in eternity we are glorified so we are in an ever-present reality of sanctification when we abide in him he, that's a sanctification process happening right now where it's it's no longer it's not my will lord but your will i want to please you lord i'm here for you and and it all it's all from, from the beginning to the end it's always about jesus and how how is it that we have this access to the lord how is it that he he loves us so much no matter what we've done no matter where we've been or who we've been with, God still loves us, and He's willing and wa- willing and wanting—I guess same thing—but He's willing to do just a work in us. Um, I love reading. I love reading some some prophetic scriptures about the Messiah, about Jesus. Um, and one is in particular something that's pretty incredible for for the Jews who don't yet know Jesus, or who don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah, but one of these, in Isaiah 53, is like, like the scripture, um, and then as I read this, you're going to be like, yeah, that's Jesus, Isaiah 53, and I am uh, beginning to close so the worship team can come, first one, it says, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There is nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with the deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from god a punishment for his own sins but he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins he was beaten so we could be whole he was whipped so we can be healed all of us like sheep have strayed away we have left god's path to follow our own yet the lord laid on him the sins of us all he was oppressed and treated harshly yet he never said a word he was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep is silent before the shears he did not open his mouth thank you Jesus thank you Jesus will you bow our heads tonight thank you Jesus thank you for who you are man as, as we're in this passion week Lord we remember let us not forget what you've done for us we don't forget God we remember Lord, let's walk with each moment with an awareness of you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Spirit of Jesus, that you're here with us tonight. You're, you're here in the room. Before I do anything else, I, I want to extend the opportunity. I talked about the gift that Jesus offers us, the gift of salvation himself. So if you're here tonight, you've never accepted the Lord in your life. If you never accepted, um, Acquaint yourself with him, I want to give that opportunity. God loved you so much again, no matter what you 've done, no matter where you 've been, no matter how rough you think you 've had it you 're not too far gone in fact you're in fact you 're so close if you 've never given your life to jesus i want to I want to pray with you tonight why don 't you give me that opportunity um, or maybe you know, maybe someone invited you. You've never been in a church like this. Um, man, God is so good. God loves you. All we have to do is put our faith in Jesus. All we have to do is take one step towards him. It just means to repent of the way we've been living and submit it to him. And so whoever you are in this room, if you say, hey, that's me, you know, that's me. I want to know this Jesus why don't you do me just one quick favor why don't you lift your hand lift your hand up say I I want to know Jesus I see that hand thanks man anyone else thank you anyone else come on it's a simple gesture I see that hand over there I see that hand thank you God loves you God loves you doesn't matter what you've done. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Is there anyone else? I see you. Anyone else? I see you, man. Anyone else? Come on. Here's an opportunity. You're not going to come alone. Anyone else? Receive the Lord. Receive the Lord. Awesome. Awesome. All right, if you, if you raise your hand, why don't you look up at me? All right, man, do you mean that? You mean that back there? Why don't you do me one simple favor, and we're all we're excited for you. Why, don't you. why don't you come up? Just walk up here. We want to pray with you. There are going to be people that are going to pray with you. Bless you. Come on. Come on. Come on, come down. You're not alone. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Amen. Come on, isn't God good? Come on. Come on. This is it. This is what it's all about. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I have the honor. Man, thank you for giving me the honor of of, of uh, praying with you. Um, from this moment, everything changes. God is good. God loves you. From this moment, everything changes. Just, it's a simple yes. And so, why don't uh, don't we bow our heads and why don't we, I'm going to lead you in this prayer, but I want you to say it to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you've died for me and you rose again. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life. Change me. Make me into a new person. I commit my life to you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, why don't we pray with them? Why don't we pray with them? Why don't you stretch your hands forward? So Lord, we, we thank you for their lives. We thank you for who they are and what, thank you for what you've done right now in this moment, as you're shifting things in their lives, in their hearts. Thank you for allowing them, God, to hear the message. Thank you for allowing them to respond to the message. Make them into a new person. Brandon, make them like you in Jesus' name. For all things have passed. All things are becoming new. In Jesus' name. Thank you for doing a work in their lives. In Jesus' name. Lord, we bless you. We bless you. We thank you, Lord. I pray, God, that you would begin to steward in them, God, a hunger for your word, a hunger for prayer. I pray, God, that they would not follow it, but they would continue to search after you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God is so good. Thank you. You can be, still pray with them. But for the rest of us, I, I've talked about making Jesus the main thing just a priority in our lives. And, and this moment can be a moment of repentance. It can be just an opportunity to meet with the Lord. It, times get busy, the weeks get busy. Make this just another moment to meet with the Lord or a recommitment of, Lord, I'm going to adjust things in my life. So the altar's open. Come, come, come on, come down. Let's meet with him and we'll pray with you. It's always about Jesus. It's just about this, meeting with the Lord, surrendering your heart, submitting your will to His. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com.